movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third here too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Uh, we're back, and uh, it's been quite a week, and we're getting gearing up for uh, more exciting weeks because we got the crossover of Supergirl and Flash coming up. Um, I think uh, our guest and I are pretty coming off our high of uh, Batman v Superman. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but uh, let's get down to what we usually do here, and that's some TV talk. But first, let's do some introductions. I'm your host, Pacing Pete. Uh, alongside is Mr. I'm Salzy. Yeah, that's me. That's me. It's Sal-Z. That's DDP. <laughs> How's it going, Matt? I'm good. I feel like I haven't really been on the show in a while. It's it's. Uh, I skipped some key moments, and we had to take some personal days. So I'm, I'm, I'm back at it again. I'm ready. Well, good to have you back, Matt. Uh, Sarah's not going to be with us tonight. She's She needs a, a week off. She's a busy lady over there with her regular normal She's job. Fighting off some bears <laughs> um, in the snow and winning on like DiCaprio. Although I guess he did win, so I don't know. <laughs> he did. Uh, and um, joining us, it's been a while since we've had his voice on the show, but it's good to have him back. Uh, John, welcome back to the show, man. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. Oh, from Friday Night Fandom, by the way. I yeah. Yeah, they have a good good show over there. Go check them out sometime. But uh, yeah, good to have you back on the show, man. And we're gonna talk a, a lot of TV, and then we're gonna talk some uh, BVS non spoilers. So uh, let's just get into it. Uh, Matt, uh, any redactions? Or are we clear this week? I don't even remember the last show I was on, so <laughs> we're all good. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Um, all right, so let's just get into uh, TV talk. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Flash. Uh, you know, we had the return of Flash and Arrow this week. We're going to kick off things with the the Flash's return. And I wanted to ask you guys before we really get into the show, although this this obviously does have to do with the show. You know, before we left, we had the reveal of uh, well, what looks to be Jay Garrick as Zoom. Now it's still unclear if this is Jay, like you know, uh, Earth Two Flash Jay Garrick that is Zoom. Um, you know, there's a lot of theories that it could be another Jay Garrick. Um, one that I find interesting is that it could be Hunter Zolomon, who uh, he, you know, Jay Garrick, you know, was disappeared a lot during the beginning of the first season, and and when he revealed to Caitlin what he was doing and why he introduced he, you know, showed her from a distance Hunter Zolomon. Uh, so that's that's a potential theory that could be who Zoom is. Um, John, what what do you think of of that? I mean, do you have a theory as to as to who that real Jay Garrick is that is Zoom? Uh, I think that, I think Jay Garrick, the actual Jay Garrick is the man in the mask. And then uh, I think uh, Zoom is Hunter Zolomon, who's been uh, like masquerading as Jay Garrick. <clears throat> and so it kind of, and then it kind of goes back to the whole like uh, opposites of each character on, on each earth. That's why the Hunter on, Prime Earth was uh, good. Like a, he was just hanging out on the bench reading. So that kind of leads me to believe that uh, his Earth Two counterpart is going to be evil, which you know that's why he is Zoom. Hmm. So I don't think we've actually seen what the real Jay Garrick looks like yet. I think yeah. he's just been uh, pretending. 
Yeah, it's 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 with the multiverse, and we know you know there can be five or six versions of the same person. It really throws like a wrench in the whole thing because you don't know who it is. Uh, Matt, do you have any uh, any theories as to who uh, Zoom really is? See me, I like to keep things simple. It's it's Jay. There's there's no <laughs> other layer to it. At least I'm I'm hoping not. There's enough to handle on the show, but um I think it would kind of um I don't know if I'd be disappointed, but I'll be like, oh really again? Because you know how last season they did. Oh, it's Harrison Wells. Just kidding. It's Eobar Thawne uh, posing as Harrison Wells. And here it'd be like someone again, but maybe that's kind of their thing to do that. But I don't know. I thought it was a twist enough that it was Jay that I'm hoping it's just like evil Jay being evil and that's it. But I'm not a creative person and other people are. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's interesting. It's just fun to play around with, you know, cause we have all these different theories, you know, at the end of the episode, when uh, Cisco was able to use his powers to see who it was, you know, he got to see Zoom take his mask off, and and so they automatically think it's Jay, the Jay that they've been trying to help this whole time, who they think was, you know, trying to defeat Zoom. So, so it's very interesting how they're going about it. Uh, you know, Barry obviously is is very very upset. You know, here here he let his he he had his guard up when Jay first came in, and everyone was was kind of like, you know, a- after, like, the dust had settled, they started to tell Barry, like, oh, maybe trust him a little bit more, and there he goes, and now we're we're back to square one. We're back to where we were season one with not trusting somebody who we thought we could trust. Um, but jumping into this week's episode, uh, John, what did you think of, of Jesse and Harry's relationship and, and how, you know, Harry's obviously a protective father, you know, what father wouldn't be whose daughter almost got killed by a psychopath. Um, and, and, but she, she wants to spread her wings. She's in earth one now. She doesn't, she doesn't have the life she had in earth two. What did you think of her just saying, you know what, dad, I got to do this on my own deuces. Yeah. I got kind of thrown off because I didn't, I, I watch on Hulu, so I wasn't really paying attention to the title of the episode. So when I saw that it was a female speedster, I thought it was going to be Jesse, but then it turned out not being her. So that threw me for a loop. Um, but yeah, their, their relationship, it's, I don't know. It kind of sucks because she's not very understanding, like how he's willing to do anything for her, no matter how dark it might get. I think I think that's kind of crappy of her because, I mean, that's her dad. He should be willing to do anything for her. And she seems like she's kind of throwing it in his face every chance she gets. Yeah. Um, Matt, what did you what do you think of uh, Harry being overprotective? What do you think he's being overprotective? Or do you think Jesse made a rash decision? What do you think of how that turned out? This is my favorite kind of uh, B story um, in in the season so far. It's because um, it's always that question of what is too far. You know, is is killing too far? Is killing? Is it up to killing the right people? Is it killing for your family? This and that. And um, there really isn't really a right answer. Um, I'm happy that John said that she's throwing it at like right back at his face and being un- maybe a little ungrateful. Would you say or just give me yeah, overall I think annoying? So. Yeah, because, I mean, if it wasn't for him, she would still be in that cell, so... Yeah, and I... Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, she is being pretty ungrateful. See, I... See, half of my brain feels that way, but the other half is kind of like the, you know, the the moral of the story is just, like, if you... What what did did, um, Harrison say? He said something along the lines of, like, if you give up your values, that's a piece of your humanity being stripped away or something like that 
And it's it's really like going back and forth between those things between me. But um, because I'm like kind of conflicted on on that kind of uh, relationship, I feel like it's the most interesting B story for me. But it kind of abrupt ending when she left. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was just looking forward to her being on the show. Because at first when they brought her over from Earth, I was like, oh, what the hell is she going to do? She's like smart, right? So maybe she'll just be part of the team. And well, then it cuts to, to her. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say she's a speedster. So I'm sure that w- this won't be the last that we see of her. Right. She goes to a place called Opal City. And is that kind of known for like another speedster? Yeah, that, that, uh, well, that that's another fictional DC city. And I think that's like the hometown to... Uh, I I know Elongated Man lives there, and I think there's another character called Starman. That that's his. Yeah. That's yeah. like his base of operation. I I wikied it, and yeah, Starman is like what it's most you know for. And um, yeah, so I know that's not the last we see of her, but I was wondering what she was gonna do in the show, and um, I guess they're just gonna save that for later, I guess. But um, yeah, I I thought like um her and Harrison's uh, or Harry, I guess we should call him. That interaction and how she was very like, let me be myself. Let me discover myself in this new world. I was like, yeah, but at the same time, like, don't be such a dick about it. You know, like she like was like laying down and her dad's like giving her blood, literally giving a piece of himself as as much as you can. And she's like giving him the cold shoulder on, on her bed. And I'm like, come on, dude, like at least have a touching moment before leaving. But I can kind of see where she's coming from, I guess. Now, this week's uh, episode featured, um, like John said, a female speedster. And I myself thought, oh, wow, they're they're jumping pretty quick with Jesse Click. But no, this was uh, this was somebody else. Um, Trajectory was her name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, what did you guys think of her character? Do you guys think that she was like a pretty formidable uh, foe? Or do you think it was one of those things where she just pretty much got hopped up on uh, the – the the v9 she was taking and and obviously we saw her demise but uh, john what did you think of 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 this character and and her impact on the show which seemed to be actually pretty big well when i saw her and kind of the interaction between her and barry the first thing i thought was they need to stop opening the show with barry saying that he's the fastest man alive because that clearly has not worked out for him lately. time and time again proven wrong <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would have liked for her to stick around. She seemed like she could have been an interesting character, but she kind of burned out pretty quick. Literally no, burned out. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Matt, yeah. Uh, Matt, what did you think? About, uh, trajectory? Yeah. what did you think about her character? Um, I thought she was fun. I mean, she was only just used as a way to expose like her only the only reason why she's on the show was to expose how like to expose Zoom. Mm-hmm. And um I guess, you know, with like Wally West being on and Jesse Quick being here, it's like how many more speeches can they throw in? You know, so they, they had to like at least, you know, um kill her off in her own way, I guess. But um I like how Barry had like that speech moment towards the end where he's like, you know, pleading to her humanity side. And she's like, nah, bruh, stabs myself, and then I need that speed, man. <laughs> and I said, no, nah, man, you don't get it. This shit's amazing. And then she starts running off, and I was like, I couldn't help but think, like, man, she called herself Velocity, but she turned into the streaker because, you know, like, all of her clothes were screwed around. <laughs> anyway, bad, bad joke, bad joke, bad joke. But I, I, I liked how they tied that into um, 
the creation of, of V9. I thought that was pretty cool. How it wasn't just like some person who stole it and found out how to do it. She like reverse engineered it. So they surprisingly put a lot of detail into how she became, um, uh, like how she got the V9 and how she actually re, uh, reverse engineered it. I thought they're going to go into more of like, uh, at least a two episode arc of her being the bad person around since Zoom is, you know, locked away in Earth 2. But, um, yeah. I was surprised that they killed her off so fast, but it was just to reveal. You know, that the team knows who Zoom is now, which is kind of cool, I guess. Were you going to say something, John? Uh, yeah, it, it did seem like pretty quick. I, I wish they would have uh, gone into a little bit of detail how she might have realized that she needed a special suit and she couldn't just run around in regular clothes. But, I mean, it all right. happened so fast. They didn't really address that. I thought that was a little bit weird. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, it. it it's like Matt said, she, she was basically just a plot device to move mm-hmm. things forward for, for uh, figuring out how to stop Zoom. Um, did you guys think it was too easy that Harry realized, oh, Zoom's dying? Um, do you think it, 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 it kind of, it went well together? Uh, Matt, what did you think of that? Was it too easy or just, or did, did you find that just right? Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Okay, so <laughs> did, did Harry... Oh yeah, he came to that realization. Yeah, he right, came to the realization dying. that that Zoom was dying. Well, because Caitlin said it, and I, are you saying like was it too fast think, that they put the pieces yeah, together? Yeah, basically, was it not, too fast that they did that, or do you think that was really. just about right? I thought it was about right. I mean, we all know everyone's really smart in the team, and they can connect the dots at least half the time when it's convenient for the pacing of of this of the show, I guess. But <laughs> I wasn't really thrown off by it. I guess it makes sense because I didn't even notice it until you mentioned it. <laughs> but yeah, I, <clears throat> I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, and Harrison's a smart guy. I thought it was a good reveal, especially um, with um, uh, Cisco, you know, vibing and you know confirming it because he was the first one to say no, it's not. You know, him and Caitlin, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not Jay. That doesn't make any sense. And then he vibed it, so he wouldn't lie about it because he just vibed on it. So I thought it was a nice reveal. It wasn't too quick, no. Pun intended. <laughs> um, now, with uh, in the beginning of the episode, you know, it starts with Barry trying to get himself faster. Um, what do you think is, you know, any maybe this is probably a little theory spiraling that we like to do here, but what do you think is gonna finally get Barry over the hump of of being, uh, you know, like John said, like the fastest man alive because he's not the fastest man alive right now. Um, John, what do you what do you think? Are, are they gonna finally maybe? find a way to to figure out v9 or or do you think it'll be something else man i don't know it i also thought it was kind of weird in the beginning of the episode i didn't understand how jumping that canyon was supposed to make him faster mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i think i i don't think he's gonna i don't think he's gonna cave in and use any drugs or like any assistance i think he's just gonna like do it the old fashioned way. But I mean, I honestly hadn't even thought about it though. I'm not too sure how he's going to get faster. That's a good question. Matt, any, uh, any theories? I mean, kind of what they've been kind of showing is like when like Barry only kind of grows when he needs to, I guess the only part that he was really taught or he learned by training was the lightning bolt thing. Right. <laughs> Although not really, he didn't really launch it accurately until he had to do it you know, like in a battle. So something along the lines of like, maybe zoom is going to like fall into a vat of V nine or V 10 or whatever. And he goes mm-hmm. hell fast. And then 
Harry's like on his, he's coughing up blood like Pete right now. And then he's like, he's like, Barry, you have to go faster. Just believe in yourself. And he's like, you know what? I do believe in myself because I didn't cheat. And then he just runs really fast. So I think that's what's going to happen. But again, I'm not creative. So let's see what they do. <laughs> I, I also think that it, it's, it won't be like, um, it won't be him by himself defeating Zoom. I definitely think that they're alluding to another character. And I think he's going to help Barry take Zoom down. What if that's like Wally's big reveal is like... I'm pretty sure that's what it is because in this episode, her watch went off when she was around him. Right, yeah. Um, and also, there was another thing when in the first episode he came out in, nobody else caught it. And I kept asking my cousin and my brother who we, I record with, and they didn't say they saw anything. But there's a part in the episode where he's racing. He's sitting in the car and then there's kind of like this... Um, I don't know. The camera does like this weird thing where it seems like he kind of not only shifts his car, but just like everything around him shifts. And I thought that was kind of weird, but nobody else picked that up. I definitely thought that that had something to do with him being fast. Shifts like he shifts the gear faster or like he moves. Well, that that's kind of like what that's kind of like, I think what they were trying to disguise that. Oh man, I don't know how to explain it. I, I'm going to have to go back and find that one scene. That way I can share yeah. it with that's interesting. Sure. I, yeah, but it definitely wasn't him shifting gears in the car. It was something that he was doing that made him go faster. Are you no. sure that wasn't like some uh, like 300 kind of thing, the speed up, slow down thing? Or <laughs> <laughs> a little Fast and Furious kind of direction over there? No, <laughs> maybe. No, nah, it's it's got it's got to be it's got to be him being fast. Yeah, knowing I mean, the creators of this show, they're they're not going to drop something in like just for fun. You know, they're going to drop something in as a hint. Yeah, and I don't see why they would bring him in so early to like not s- start dropping hints because he's already been in a few episodes and they haven't really given us anything except, in my opinion, that first part and then also this this episode with her watch going off around him. Now, um, now getting ahead, uh, you know, Flash crosses over this Monday with the Supergirl, which is going to be very very big. Uh, something that we've been talking about for a long time. Um, were you guys? concerned at all that or or wondering why there was no explanation at least um no john do you watch supergirl no i don't but i've kind of been reading a, a little bit about what how the crossover is going to be happening yeah so, so i was just wondering like you know I, I was kind of bugged that they didn't have some sort of hint as to how barry travels uh through the multiverse to uh to whatever earth it is that supergirl's on yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I would have liked some sort of little even Easter egg or something, uh, because it seems like the way they set it up for this coming episode, he's just going to pop up, um, which I guess is cool. But seeing as we have the power of the multiverse now, um, it would have been nice to see them, uh, you know, if he's, he, you know, maybe when he was when he was running at the end of this episode, I was like, oh, my God, is like he going to run so fast that he creates a breach like himself. And then that's how he gets to to National City. Like, is that how he gets to to Supergirl? And I, I, I was like I was thinking that. And then when he stopped and started screaming, I was like, dang it. I was like, oh, I felt like that that was like a good opportunity, because even in this week's this past week's super, uh, uh, episode of Supergirl, there was no hint or anything. So. Um, what do you guys think of that? Would you prefer um, some sort of explanation, either in Flash or Supergirl, uh, that Barry gets to her Earth, uh, John? 
I don't. I guess I'm kind of indifferent just because I don't watch this show. And although The Flash, well, it was my number one show, but it's dropped to number two after this last week. <laughs> but um, like this season has been great, although I've had like major issues with Earth 2. I feel like it's been such a cop out. Like, uh, I don't know, like this kind of just seems cheesy. Like they're going to say they're going to do the crossover saying that he's jumping Earth when it just annoys me that they won't acknowledge each other in each show. Mm-hmm. If they're willing to do the crossover, I just don't see why they can't be on the same earth, why they have to be jumping. So that kind of sucks. It's been, it's been a big problem. Also, I think like the biggest disappointment for me was a few episodes back when he was on earth too. And then we finally got the reveal of killer frost. That was a big letdown because I was really hoping since before the show started, I was really uh, invested in seeing how, her character would become like evil, whether it was yeah. the death of Ronnie or whatever it was going to be. I was really invested in that. And then I feel like they just kind of slapped me in the face and were like, Oh, it's not even her. It's just her, her two doppelganger. So the season's been like kind of a love hate for me, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I probably will watch this uh Supergirl only because I think it's kind of interesting that they are crossing over, but other than this episode, I haven't kept up with any of the others. It's It's been a pretty, I would say, decent season. Um, the last four or five episodes have gotten better. Uh, there was an episode where Supergirl uh, went to the Fortress of Solitude. It was actually Superman's Fortress of Solitude. And, um, and when they walk in, uh, it, it very much was reminiscent of the comics. Um, where they're, um, if you're familiar, there's there's been drawings of walking into the fortress and it's a picture of, of Kyle's parents holding like I think Krypton mm-hmm. um, yeah and, and they, they did the exact same thing in the show and I was like and I, I just um, I, I thought that was amazing how they did it, it was really well done um, but uh, but Matt what do you what do you think I know you've watched some episodes of Supergirl would you prefer like a little tie in a mini tie in even if it was a, just to show how Barry gets to one place or are you okay that he just kind of pops up on supergirl um i think i'm okay with him just kind of popping up because of the logistics of doing a crossover especially with different networks um i don't know when the this past week's episode of the flash was um was filmed but i mean they can always just slap together something really easy like oh hey we figured out how to turn on the time slingshot time cannon whatever it's called Mm -hmm. that cisco calls it we figured it out. We don't know where the portal goes, so don't go near it, guys. <laughs> and then, and then, like Barry's like, "Whoa, I'm getting sucked <laughs> in. Where is it going?" And um, and then they could have done that, but I'm happy that they kind of didn't. They just let fan service be fan service and have the crossover happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, a good point. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Because uh, then it would be kind of awkward, and they would have to somehow like harken back to it in later episodes, or else it's really dumb that they didn't talk about it. I kind of I don't mind them kind of just dropping them in, but they'll probably do like some like throwaway line, like Barry's like, "Oh yeah, I got lost," <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, um, so, I don't mind. Well, there was some talk of uh, maybe Barry. There's 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 already been kind of hints that. They're, they they've said to listen for uh, Star Labs and Cisco and and uh, Caitlin's names in the in the Supergirl crossover uh, uh, Flash crossover episodes. So I think we'll just have to keep our ears pinned back for that one. 
Um, all right, so moving on to uh, this past, past week's episode of, of Arrow. Um, definitely got uh, a lot of drama in that one. Um, <laughs> a lot of drama. I'm not oh, a wait, big wait, fan wait, of... Wait, 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 are we, are, we, are we moving to Arrow? Yeah. Sorry, I just I just wanted to say real quick about The Flash. That's okay, Pete. Okay, Sorry, yeah, yeah, I didn't interrupt. Um, did anyone else get that Law & Order line? Did anyone else hear that? I, I don't... I think I missed it. So, when they went in to go, uh, what's it called? Um, talk to, um, Caitlin's friend that became, um... Uh, not Velocity, became the oh, bad yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah, like she said, that's a very law and order of you to bring a detective. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's, dude, they're dropping her because you know how he's oh, that's law right. and order. Joe was with, was with her, that's right. I completely forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, I I was like, dude, I am so happy that they did that. <laughs> like, Because you know there's law and order fans out there that also watch The Flash, so it's yeah. kind of it's not so. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I want to say. Continue with that, Pete. No, 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 you're good, you're good. Um, so, moving on to this week's episode of Arrow, like we said, a lot of drama this week. A lot of drama. <laughs> um, whether you were watching the show or watching all the Elicity fans and, and Lolliver fans go at it on Twitter, it's, it's actually quite entertaining. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm not a big fan of Cupid's character because she's super cheesy, and I just, I just don't find her interesting. Uh, oh, Pete, to- come on, man. What? I, I, I'm just not a big fan of hers. Uh, like, like the whole it's Cupid, I, I'm Cupid stupid line. I'm like, oh, God. And then, <laughs> and then, and then Thea said it. I'm like, God, really? We, we heard it in the preview. You didn't really need to say it again. Literally, the first line in my notes for this episode is, yay, Cupid, I miss her. She's so nuts. <laughs> so, Cupid fans, I'm backing you up, y'all. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Talk about Cupid this week. She is... <laughs> she is like... If they picked up somebody from the show Gotham and put it in Arrow, like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love it so much. It's like so like dumb and out there and cheesy. Like, remember when like Geomancer first came in, and he was like, he wasn't making puns. Like he wasn't like levels of like uh of uh, oh my god of uh what the hell is his name Captain Cold, but. She is that level of cheese that sometimes you just need in a show to like kind of lighten the mood because there's some serious character drama in this <laughs> episode, and I'm I'm kind of happy that there's that level of like not bad acting, but just like almost like throwaway lines that even when Thea says it, they all like roll collectively roll their eyes, <laughs> and uh, that's why I enjoy Cuba so much. I'm really happy she's back. <laughs> just really just dissing love so hard for everyone else to be like, yeah. Elicity fans, love is dumb. Don't you remember? Like almost like poking the bear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, As... no, you're totally, you're you're hitting it on the head right there. <laughs> the arrow writers are like poking the bear, and I think it's so funny that they're doing that. Uh, John, what did you think of uh, the tension uh, in the arrow cave uh, between Oliver and Felicity, and how it really made things awkward with them? <laughs> Everybody really. It's so. Oh man, so. You know the way I feel about Gotham. This is just like barely right above it. I've been struggling with this show for a while. Um, but I'm glad they finally broke it off. I haven't been a fan of Felicity for a long time. And I kind of hope they stay broken up. I'd like to see if maybe he'll pursue a relationship with Laurel. But I don't know, man. It was like way it was way too much CW drama on this on this particular episode. Yeah, there was uh, there was a lot of that. Um, it was definitely 
remind me of the old WB days when they had a lot of drama <laughs> shows on. Like, I'm sure you guys remember that stuff. Um, but it, it was just like, I was, I was like, really? Come on. Let's, let's, let's get back into Arrow. Like, you know, like I, I don't have a dog in the whole Elicity fight. Like, I don't care. Like, sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it works for me. Sometimes it's annoying to me. Like, it overburdens, like, the story. Like, mm-hmm. what's, re- what, what's really going on. Um, but but I'm like you, John. I'm kind of glad they broke up. And I, I, I don't know if they're done, though. That's the thing. Like, with the writers, you know, there's so much misdirection going on in the show that, that this could be just a total misdirect for you know, them to get back together. You know, one of the theories going around about the grave is that it's Laurel. And I feel like it's, that's picking up a lot of steam. Um, I read an, an article recently on movie pilot, uh, where they were saying that this kind of puts the nail in the coffin, no pun intended for <laughs> Laurel, because, you know, instead of Damien going after Quentin, um, you know, remember he threatened Quentin, to, uh, he threatened Laurel's life to Quentin. Um, so, so that could still happen. He could still have people on the outside go after Laurel and say, oh, okay, you ratted me out. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and take your daughter out, just like I said I would. Uh, Matt, what do, you, what do you think of that? Do you think that's a possibility? Um, I don't know. I think, well, kind of going back first to the whole, like, Quentin, like, kind of incarcerate or um, not incarcerating himself. <laughs> he didn't arrest himself. Uh, incriminating himself. <laughs> I thought that whole kind of court scene that should have um, been more like Laurel, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, dad, this is what you say. This and that this is how we get them. Blah, blah, blah. I was looking forward to Laurel being like, like the DA, like super lawyer status. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but instead it was like Quentin doing his speech on the stand and she's like, that's right, judge. He said it. And then, you know, even the judge was like, based solely upon his testimony not because laurel is hella smart um (laughs) you know and it kind of like i'm i'm not waving the laurel flag i'm usually not that guy you know if you listen to last year or last season's podcast about laurel and arrow uh, you probably know that but this season yeah like i was really hoping this is going to be her scene to like be super lawyer and put damien dark away at least for the time being and um they didn't really give that scene to her i'm really sad um but, sorry, Pete, what were you saying again? <laughs> no, I was saying, you okay, know, talking track. about one of the theories being that Laurel could be the one in the grave. Do you think that I don't her know. actions of of being the lawyer, of, obviously she's the DA, but being the one that put away uh, Damien, like, you know, obviously the, the, her, the testimony of Quentin helped, but do you think instead of going after Quentin, because that would be so easy, it would be better right, for him right. to kill Laurel instead? I don't think Laurel's in the grave. Like, as much as we're all kind of expecting it because of how she wants to kind of get out of the show, this and that, I think she's too tied to the character of Oliver and the whole Arrow universe that they can't afford to just can her. Um, That being said, though, anything's possible. I mean, these writers put... Felicity in a wheelchair, and four episodes later, I think they made her walk again because of nano machines. So, um, <laughs> anything is possible with within this show. But I, I think just, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just too hopeful now because there's like too much good stuff coming from just her character, at least that I'm that I'm interested in, for her to be in the grave. And I don't know how. I don't know how that that would affect 
like the rest of the show and subsequent seasons like are they just going to resurrect her <laughs> like well, the the i think the showrunners have come out and said that the death the grave death is gonna stick it's not gonna be something where uh like they're I mean, super dead yeah like, like they're tommy dead I mean, <laughs> yeah exactly um i mean what 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 also kind of drives that point home is the fact that um you know she uh in the process of bringing sarah back to life the lazarus Lazarus pit was destroyed. So even oh, if they wanted right. to, they couldn't even bring her back that way. Yeah. I don't know, some tea, I guess. Like I'm just <laughs> herbal tea. Some herbal, herbal tea. tea. Yeah. Herbal uh, supplements. That... <laughs> um yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm it took me a, a long time to to really like Cassie Cassidy. Katie Cassidy's portrayal of, of Laurel Lance. Um, now, granted, I'm not a huge like comic book reader, but I do read some comics, and so it really bugged me that they referred to her as Laurel and not Dinah. And maybe that's just me being a purist, but that always like that always bugged me. I don't know about you, John, but it always bugged me that they didn't refer to her as, as Dinah and just Laurel. Well, uh, that, that well, it didn't bug me too much, just because I don't read too many of those. Uh, but going back to what you're saying about the comics and talking about the grave i've said since the since we first saw that scene i'm pretty sure that it's gonna be diggle that's in the grave dude john you're my man right <laughs> i'm the only one that thought it was diggle <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he's not he's not a character uh from the books i think he was specifically made for the tv show and i think it would be a lot easier to kill off a character like that than it would be to kill off a character like black canary yeah i i just i don't see i you know i know people don't like katie cassidy's portrayal of black canary for me it took a while for me to grow for for her to grow on me uh while watching the show um and you know you got all those elicity shippers out there who would rather see felicity and oliver together but i mean <laughs> i just i just i i would i would hate for them to get rid of black canary and maybe it's just because I feel like she's black canary, so she should be around. But I just, I agree. That's yeah. why I think, yeah, that's why I think it's going to be Diggle that ends up dead. But but here's so here's a here's a, let me play devil's advocate advocate here. Um, what about Connor Hawk in the future? Oh, that's true. Like they kill him. I mean, granted, future? granted, they. Oh, but that's not that's not like a. It's not a permanent timeline. Yeah, that 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 future doesn't exist until they go to it. Exactly. So so I guess I, I guess that's how they could get away with it is the fact that you know because Rip Rip's always reminding the team, you know this isn't this team this future isn't set in stone. It can change. Yeah. So, I mean, By yes. the way, I'm I'm sorry, but that episode was such a freaking disappointment. Also. <laughs> <laughs> you were happy. You didn't like Old Man Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> No, because the way they were playing it up, like it was going to be, you know, Dark Knight Returns, Oliver Queen, and it was totally not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean you didn't like his mechanical arm? <laughs> that, or I mean, or the fact that, you know, it's Deathstroke's son that was the one that oh, cut his yeah. arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that did actually kind of bug me a little bit. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because it all runs in the family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but getting getting back to uh, the whole grave theories and 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 you know we're coming up on that episode. I, I don't know. I think it's in a couple episodes or so, but we're gonna find out. It's like nineteen, I think. Is it nineteen? Yeah, we're coming up real real close. And I'm pulling a Sarah over here, dropping episode yeah, numbers. You are. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm just I'm trying to remember what she said. She's probably yelling <laughs> at me right now. Probably. Um, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see who is in the grave. Um, like we said, you can obviously, I mean, we're not the biggest Black Canary fans, but it would also be hard for us to see a character like that go, uh, mainly because she's so important to the Arrow mythos. So it's it's hard for me, and and like you know, I I don't know if I speak for you guys, but but it's hard for us to see that character just get offed. Um, yeah, and Diggle's kind of like the last of like the side characters and like don't get me wrong like if you guys listen to the show i'm a big deal fan i like his story what's going on with his brother right now except he's getting very moral compassy and this is like <laughs> we live in the age of the walking dead where they the, the rules have been set before us as soon as you start being the moral compass they're gonna kill you you know what i'm saying <laughs> so like i i love diggle but he right now his character makes the most sense down there because of the reactions from all the characters because remember Barry's in at a at the at a scene, right? And he just finished, you know, taking down King Shark with um oh my god, I forgot Diggle's wife's name. Layla. Layla oh, and Diggle. Lila and Diggle. Yeah. So, you know, he that was kind of like, you know, them kind of getting close. And then, you know, of course Oliver, that's his bro, his last guy in the team. And then you know, and then Felicity of course loves Diggles, and then she was like super mad too, so I don't know, man. It, it seems like he makes the most sense right now, and it sucks, but it just—I got to put money on it, you know. Yeah, it's it's gonna be something that's hotly debated for the next uh, the next few weeks up until we get into that that very very uh, crazy episode that's coming. Um, by the way, did anyone see the uh, trailer of Negan on Walking Dead? I did no. not. No, I it's, should it's, look it's... into that show now, though. It's really quick. I, I just wanted to bring that up real quick because you talk about moral compasses and, and, you know, the Walking Dead stuff. So I was like, eh. Well, I've actually got something for moral compass uh, before you want to oh, move on. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it, it's something that's been kind of bugging me with the show. So we're already, like, pretty deep into this series. And uh, for for the amount of time that Oliver was gone, it was five years. And when he came back in that first season, he was like a like – he like a – no, don't give a fuck attitude and he was killing all the villains and stuff but we've seen so we've seen so many uh flashbacks that it's kind of weird because he started off like that on the island and now to the point where he's like he's a lot more compassionate uh in the flashbacks that are presently going on so it's kind of weird that from uh you know him being that oliver to then you know in whatever amount of time he's going to be going back to star city uh, five years, or you know what I'm saying? Ah, it's kind of confusing. Yeah, like, I know, I know what you mean. I don't I understand like how way, he yeah. seems. He seems so compassionate, and he's got empathy right now during the flashbacks. But then, mm, this saying. is all. This is all before he comes back. You know, point? for season one where he's just killing everyone. Well, remember they 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 did get renewed for next season. So and and next season is supposed to be the wrap up of the flashbacks. So thank God we could see. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we could see something where, you know, we do see empathy from him. We see, do see, we do see more compassion at this point in the flashback, but 
we could see something that completely changes all that uh, next season. That that's would be right. that would be my guess. And that's that's where I'm like, that's my last, not really last hope, because I still enjoy the show to an extent, but I I want to see that flip again back to the dark side for Oliver. I'm kind of just like letting it play out this season, and I'm like. All right, well, they have to come to a point where they're going to make him super, like, you know, uh, like, super killer mode again, like, where he takes lives and he doesn't give a shit. And, like, I can't wait for that moment. And, like, I know they're going to have to do that, so I'm actually looking forward to what they have to do. But I hope they – I don't know. Putting hope in a show is kind of, like, weird these days. <laughs> yeah. It kind of sucks because the first the first season of Arrow was so good, and I really, I really, really enjoyed the way they were taking the character – and then, sure enough, like, what happens to all heroes, you get those people that are like, oh, you can't do it this way, you have to, you know, then you're one of them, and blah, 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 and now we have this arrow, and it sucks. <laughs> it's the Civil War complex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Alright, so uh, we're going to move on to um, a show that we're all uh, watching, at least the three of us, Um Eleven twenty two sixty three. No, I'm not giving you uh, the combo to my locker. That is the <laughs> actual title of the show on Hulu, starring James Franco. And just to give you a quick rundown, of what of it's what it's about? Uh, it's based on a Stephen King novel um, about uh, a a guy who goes back in time to try to prevent the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Now, it's I I really like it. Um, I like how it's it's. It plays a lot of, with time travel rules, um, and, and almost in kind of ways we haven't seen um, gone to the extreme before. Uh, and you know, because for example, Legends of Tomorrow plays a lot uh, plays around a lot with time travel and, and rules and what you can and can't do. Um, but with eleven twenty two sixty three, what happens is if at any time uh, James Franco's character, whose name is Jake, any time he is about to do something that might have some sort of ripple effect on the future things start happening uh just to give you a quick example uh in the very first episode he's at a phone booth he calls his dad it's never explained why he calls his dad but he's calling his dad but as he's getting connected by the operator the lights start flickering it's almost like um when he's on the phone you can hear almost like a like like if you're on a cell phone you're losing service or you know it's just it's getting really staticky um, and so he has to hang up and then, you know, he, he walks out of the booth and then thinks about it, goes back into the booth and then a car hits the, bo- or, or he doesn't go in the booth, but just as he's going to go into the booth, a car hits the booth and, uh, a woman is like lying out, like just almost like she's like dying. And, 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 and what that is explaining is you can't, whatever he was trying to do was going to have an effect on, on the future. And so the, that was the future saying, um, no, you can't, you can't mess with the future. So uh john real quick what do you what do you think of of this show overall are you enjoying it do you like where it's going because we only have like a few more episodes left yeah uh i was pretty pumped when it started and then slowly i started losing interest and it's gotten to the point where i'm like well i'm only like two episodes away i might as well just stick it out but uh i'm like really into history i'm really into time travel and i also enjoy conspiracy stuff and that's what i was expecting to get a lot of uh in this series but it ended up being just a lot more drama uh kind of like his relationship with the woman that he's found in the in the past and stuff like that and it's kind of it 
it hasn't really um, addressed too much the JFK stuff, so that's kind of been a disappointment. I've heard though that the book is a lot better than than the show, so I might have to check the book out. Yeah, I um, I, I actually did read like the first part of that, um, and they definitely did alter things from the book in the sh- uh, uh, in the show for the for the uh, or they alter things um, from the book for the show. Uh, obviously, you would condense things down to make things make more, make more sense. Um, but uh, but Matt, what are you thinking of what do you what you've seen so far? Uh, so far, well, I'm I'm up to date. Um, I really like the pilot. It was a cool combination of like, well, I guess the first two episodes, like Twelve Monkeys meets like X Filesy kind of like, uh, um, what do you call that? Uh, Fuck, I'm like losing all my words today. <laughs> uh, conspiracy theory kind of thing, like you know, dark room, lots of newspapers, you know, red lines and stuff like that. So, I it immediately hooked me, and then when it turned into like James Franco falling in love with what's her face, with with a messed up face, sorry, and then <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I guess, and then I like how he's like. Whenever he's talking to his quote unquote brother, he's all like hard line fast. We got to do the mission. By the way, I'm going to go over here and make out with her. Okay. Now come back. No, it's all about the mission. And then um, I'd, I'd be all mad too. And like, especially in this like latest episode, um, are we going spoilers or just talking about our thoughts? Uh, let's just let's share our thoughts. And you know, let's, let's try to, okay. let's try to stay away from spoilers as much as okay. possible. Yeah. Um, let's just say like, well, I guess it kind of gave away something. But anyway, like, uh, I guess my – kind of with John, I'm a little more invested, I feel like, than, than John is kind of saying right now. But um, just because I know it's a short series and they're going to have to wrap up soon. But um, I like the performances so far. I think it's pretty cool. I like the um, the location. Dallas is like – aside from the show that's called Dallas. It's, uh, it's a very unique <laughs> kind of uh, location. Um, I really feel like I'm there, just everyone's accents and portrayal of it. And it's like – they did a good job about getting all the right pieces, kind of like Agent Carter, to make it have like that vintage look. Um, so I immediately bought into the universe. But uh, the thing, the only thing that's holding me back is just all the extra stuff that's not related to the mission. Um, and um, Brad, that's pretty much it. But I, I definitely think it's worth checking out because it's a very unique show. Yeah, it really is unique. And and just to add on to what you guys are saying. Um, I think the uh, first few episodes were definitely a lot better than what they've done the last few. few. Um, and I don't say that because, um, I, you know, I, I guess the story with James Franco trying to woo this woman in 1960, early 1960, is, is, is interesting. But for me, the draw was just the fact that they were going to try and stop the assassination. And I thought it would delve into, you know, the conspiracy theories and, and kind of try to mess around with those. So and I, they kind of do with like the 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 tapes and them following him, they, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, you know. Yeah, so they, they kind of a do. little bit like yeah. they kind of piece stuff that we kind of knew about him together. Yeah, but it wasn't enough to like really sink your teeth. And I thought it would be like almost like a redramatized like documentary about it. You know what I'm saying with a twist. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because, uh, like, I'm a big fan of the film JFK by Oliver Stone, and you know, right, they get into right. theories like that. And and I was kind of, you know, I, obviously he's on a mission to stop the assassination, 
And so it's got to do a lot of recon and, and you know, and, and scope things out. And, and, and obviously there's going to be some drama related to all that. But I was hoping for a little bit more conspiracy theory type stuff. But like you said, Matt, there is some of that. But just like you said, not enough to get your teeth in, like sink your teeth into. Not, you know, I mean, I'm. it's going to be interesting the rest of the way uh, to see how it goes, especially at this, after this last episode where, um, you know, because so how, you know, obviously he doesn't have money coming from 2016 back to 1960 so he has to place bets and you know being that he's from the future it's very you know that's very marty mcfly-ish back to the future i was too. gonna say he has an almanac where he has an almanac where he can where you know whereas doc told marty you can't do this uh uh the the man who i can't oh, i can't remember the actor's name now um but uh it's from the guy, born <laughs> the yeah. born series that's all yeah. i know um, but uh, the guy who introduces him to this time travel portal that takes him back uh, tells him, "Hey, th- this is how you gotta survive. You gotta, you know, just place bets here and there. Don't make it suspicious." And that's what they do. However, he gets a little over in in over his head, and uh, the guys who he gets he wins money from pretty much uh, beat the crap out of him. And that's how the last <laughs> episode ended. Um, so it's gonna be really interesting to see how how it plays out um, because there's only like two, three episodes left. Um, and, and I really want to see them wrap this up. Like I, I wanted to see a little bit more with, uh, Lee Harvey and, and, and how he's portrayed, um, and how he's connected to all this. And I mean, there's already teasing of, of the shot of him in the bookstore. So I'm interested to see how that, how that is going to be all drawn up, um, and, and, uh, and done. Uh, John, did you want to add? Oh, go ahead. Um, well, John, do you want to add something first? Oh, uh, no, no, go for it. I was just gonna say I, I really enjoy the uh, the actor who's playing Lee Harvey Oswald. I think it's he's really I'm really buying into him being on the fringe of being insane. You know, of like he's just like he's uh, one kind of step away from you know becoming you know the the person who takes out the president. You know, what I'm saying like he's kind of teetering on the edge right now, and I think that's um, uh, the 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 performance the the per- performance from the actor is really really like nailing it right now. Yeah, and that last episode at the party, at the birthday party, you know, he yeah. was going nuts. And when they found the uh, the wire that uh, James Franco's uh, quote unquote brother, um, do you think he did that on purpose? What he, he what happened was he knocked over a light bulb and it exposed a, a wire because they tapped Lee Harvey's house. I don't think so. I think because they're just drinking, but I think it was convenient that he just knocked it over. But I don't <laughs> think it was on purpose. Uh, John, do you want to add anything else to this? Uh, no, I think you guys hit it all. Yeah, uh, I'm like like you said. I I am curious to see how it's gonna wrap up because it's gotta be soon already. Yeah, there is no season two with this. I mean, it is a mini series in every sense of the word. We're not getting seems, any more of this. It seems like they knew how they wanted to present the idea and how they wanted it to end. And um, not that it got not that it's getting lost in translation in between, but it's like they they have like these those key points. I'm hoping at the beginning and the end. And just in the middle, they they kind of not struggle, but they didn't do the best of job of bridging them at least so far. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I mean, it could ramp up as soon as next next week, so we'll see. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's on Hulu. Um, and I think we probably should remember too that this is from a book. So, um, uh, I I I kind of want to go back and read it now. I didn't finish it. I do have the book. I want to go back and finish it now just to kind of see the book's perspective. Although I do have a couple friends that read it and they. They told me that they hope that the show's ending is different than the book because one of my friends said 
uh, it's the worst ending to a book he's ever read. So, oh no! So I really <laughs> hope it's not the same one that they portray. But who knows? Uh, uh, so that'll be that'll be really interesting. But do yeah, you, I want to ask you a quick question, Pete. Do, mm-hmm. do you feel like because um, I know some people like with Game of Thrones as well, they were like reading along with the series. So do you feel like in this show, do you feel like you're getting kind of like confused with details between the books, the book and the and the miniseries, or? Are you like comfortable with jumping back and forth? Uh, what do you mean, like, um, like as far as, as reading the book like, and, and watching the show? Like, am I getting confused, like, with what I'm seeing well, versus what I'm reading? Or I, I'm sure, like, you can differentiate the two, but like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, did you have you done like, um, no, what am I trying to say? I'm trying <laughs> to ask, uh, is it? Is it easy for you to not just because you haven't finished the book, right? No, no. Do you feel like uh, it's difficult for you, or it's easier for you to kind of see where the story is going because you're reading it, or do you want to expect something else? Um, you know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I think, I think it'd be different if it was like a Game of Thrones where there's like what four or five Game of Thrones books, and so there's and we five, had yeah. like, and we've had like we're coming up on season six of Game of Thrones. Um, I think it would be different in that sense. Um, like I said, I haven't finished reading it. I'm still like actually in the beginning of the book. Um, so a lot of the stuff in the pilot I recognize from the book. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I don't think, I think, it, I think in this case it's different because it's a mini series. So I would hope that they would try to get close to the source material as possible. Um, you know, obviously you can, you can veer a little off the source material um, not too much though. I mean, you don't want to go Walking Dead and go completely off the source material. Mm-hmm. But but I, I I think that if in in this sense, being that it's a miniseries, it, being that it's one book, I'm okay with them staying as close uh, as they can, so it doesn't get confusing. So if I want to go if so once this is done and I do go back to finish reading the book, I can look at the differences and 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 obviously you know being that it's a huge novel, I can I can fill in the gaps that I wasn't getting in the show but i don't think it would be over i don't think it would be confusing no okay i just wanted to ask that because i i personally find that i personally find that confusing if i'm trying to like read along like i did a little bit of that with game of thrones and i'm like i have to remember that they didn't reveal this part yet because you know sometimes things get jumbled up but i guess um what i'm trying to ask Pete though is would you suggest to people watching this show read along with it or would you Um, like at this point just wait I would say wait I, because it's such a short season. It's such a, it's such a short series. I would just say just wait. Just you know, finish out the show, um, and and then and then read the book. Or even seeing that it's on Hulu. I mean, the last two episodes are going to get released like in the next couple weeks. So, I mean, you could read the start reading the book now and then come back to the show in a couple weeks. But and then just be just binge it. Oh, uh, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's all going to be there for you, so you can compare the two. If anything read the book and then watch the show so you can get a good comparison of the two. Because uh, like I said, I, I read the beginning. I, I recognize a lot in the pilot. So I was very familiar for what was going on. They, they did make some minor differences as far as that opening pi- in that pilot with him in the cafe and, and how his friend, Chris Cooper, that's the actor's name, um, uh, when he introduces him to that portal taking him back to 1960, uh, there were some differences that I, I thought were very interesting um, that they made. But uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think um, I think I would recommend to read the book and then binge it because now you have the capability to do that. So, um, all right, I'll stop talking because that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's definitely good advice for sure. 
Um, all right, so so that is going to do it for TV talk. We're going to talk a little bit about Batman vs Superman because it is Friday, March twenty fifth, and it is out everywhere now. Unfortunately, Matt hasn't seen it so we're not going to do spoilers oh, no. i'm banished no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so we're not going to talk too much spoilers we'll, we'll just give our thoughts tell you what we liked um because i can tell you me and john both did enjoy the movie um john what did you really enjoy about the movie without giving too much away batman just everything everything about batman uh, I thought I thought Ben Affleck was a uh, uh, spot on Bruce Wayne and a Batman because I know a, a lot of people say they'll make the argument that one actor portrays Bruce Wayne very well, but then they're like a not so good Batman or they're a good Batman, but not a very good Bruce Wayne. I think that he played them both perfect and uh, just everything, everything about this character blew my mind. This is like the ultimate cinematic interpretation of batman that i that i've ever seen it it blows my mind i'm still hyped off and i saw it thursday night yeah it's um i saw it this morning i i did a little periscope if you want to go check out my quick reaction like immediately after the show you can go to our twitter page and and check out the periscope but but yeah i i loved this batman i really thought um ben affleck nailed it i mean you know watching there's a, there's a, a sequence in the third act where he's you know fighting all the henchmen. You, I'm, I'm, if I'm sure you've seen the trailer, uh, because it's the first thing in the, the last trailer that they show, um, and and watching that whole thing like actually you know take place like the actual scene, um, it was like watching something out of Arkham the Arkham series. Uh, just the way he moved, um, you've never seen a Batman move the way he did he did uh, in this movie. Um, just he's just so brutal. I mean, I loved it. He's just like he doesn't. <laughs> there's like nothing, nothing held back with this Batman. And I don't know if it's because he's, you know, a, like a, an older Batman, a grizzled Batman, a Batman who's who's seen his fair share of ups and downs. Um, and and you know, it's it's almost like he was taking out, you know, everything in his life that's that's either gone bad or just like just frustration. It just comes out against all these guys that he fights and it was just so much fun to watch uh you know i i know there's a lot of people talking about the way that he's um handling criminals and in, in terms of killing um uh john did you do you think that do you agree with people what are saying about that or do you think the way that uh snyder's portraying uh ben affleck's uh uh or the way snyder has ben affleck portraying this batman do you think it's 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 about right I'm I'm so into it. Like I I don't need the like the by the book, you know, doing doing everything right, not hurt, not trying to hurt anyone in the process of doing what he needs to do. Like this Batman just beating the crap out of everyone and everything. I'm into it, man. Like I'm, it's very like um, it reminds me a lot of the Frank Miller Batman from the Dark Knight Returns books. Uh, you know he's he's already a very seasoned batman like you said he's already seen a lot of stuff so this isn't you know he's not taking any chances he's just plowing everything down and i loved it now uh on top of you know ben affleck's amazing performance as, as batman which by the way i'm just gonna say it this is the definitive batman and i'm sure john oh yeah with me <laughs> 
Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, this is the Batman we've been waiting for since he's, you know, been on film. And not, not to take away anything from Michael Keaton and 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 Christian. No, Bale. I will. I will. <laughs> but um, um, you know, I I did like their their versions of Batman, but this is just, you know, I think we we were talking before the show, and I said the Batman in this movie would destroy Bane in Dark Knight Rises. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just. And he's just he's just so physically imposing. I'm like, this is like the Batman we've always wanted to see. I mean, it's it's to me it's almost like when I watched Man of Steel, it's like they ripped Henry Cavill out of the comic books with how huge he was. Like I was like, Okay, this is freaking Superman, like a jacked up dude who can like who's like a god because he can do whatever he wants. You can't kill him, you can't um you know, he can you know, against humans he could flick your finger and, and kill anybody. That's how he is. That's how he, you know, that's how he's he's imposing in the comic books. And and Batman is the exact same way. He's, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman is huge and and just he's scary. He's so, oh god, that's just one of the things he yeah. nailed on it. Oh man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, never mind. Damn. There's a scene. There's a scene in there with. Uh, I I won't say like what exactly, but you'll know what I'm talking about. Where uh, there's cops. Oh yeah, and yeah, he yeah, just yeah. scared the shit out yeah. of me. <laughs> and, yeah, Matt, you're gonna be. I, I already know Matt. Matt's gonna probably jump out of his seat when he sees. Hey, that okay, scene. come on, man. <laughs> I probably will. And but, like that in that scene, the way he like climbs, he like basically climbs out of a room. That that was so scary. And, and see, but, <laughs> but to me, like as as scary as that was, I felt like that was like something that your character could do in Arkham in one of the Arkham games. Like just how well he moved, I was just like, oh, I just was like, I'm sitting there loving it. Like, I may or might, I may or may have not cried during the the third act fight scene with Batman because that's how good it was. Um, yeah. Now you know, like I said, as good as he was, there was another character in the movie who, to me, stole the scenes when she was on it, and that was Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Oh, uh, man. I yeah, mean, she was. I, oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, John. I was just saying, man, she was gorgeous. Like, and she so well like i wasn't um i wasn't going into it thinking anything uh like i didn't have any f- negative feelings toward her but at the same time i wasn't super hyped for her character but man i was just blown away with all like the scenes where she finally comes out to fight there's like a like a weird i don't know if it's like a little guitar rift or what it is but the music changes when the camera's on her oh man that was so cool yeah, I mean, she was just she nailed it every time. Um, you know, I I I, I, I don't want to <laughs> say too much because I, I feel like I'm gonna give it away. But I mean, just you know, just fighting Doomsday and 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 you know, she's all you know. We obviously have seen her in the in the trailers and how she looks. I mean, just actually seeing her in action. I mean, she totally did justice. Not to you know, no pun intended, um, to the character. <laughs> I mean, and and you know. I, I it get me it's getting me hyped for her standalone movie next year. Like I'm yeah. really excited to see because this is a I think Gal Gadot did an interview and she said that this is one woman it's 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 she's like Batman in terms of she's been around. She's not brand new. Um and Or and, the movie we find out exactly how long she's been around, more or less. Pretty much, yeah, more or at less. At least, yeah. Yeah. Um but you know it's it's you know she's like a seasoned veteran you know and and there were just so many scenes when she's fighting doomsday you know that she's been around like this isn't her first rodeo fighting something like this um so that was really cool to watch um you know i, I wanted to ask you john there was a, 
you know, there's a lot of negative reviews going around, and obviously, you know, people like you and me, we didn't let it get to us, and and, and it seems like a lot of others because it's taking in a lot of money um, right now at the box office. What do you think of the reviews? Have you read any? Do you think they're being like completely unfair? It's they're grasping at straws. It's almost like they they don't want people to see the movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, like I was saying earlier, we 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 released like a spoiler free review, and the the way I compared it to what's going on with all of that was I said that um, Dawn of Justice is kind of like the pretty new girl in the high school, and then Marvel or the critics are like the bitchy girls that have been there for a while, and they're just being mean just to be mean, like. They didn't do this girl didn't do anything to them and they're just attacking her because I mean this movie blew my mind like there's no way that you if you're if you have any brain cells you won't leave there thinking like oh yeah this is a 30 or 40 percent movie yeah I think they're doing it I think it's happening just because like I don't know it's Marvel's biggest competition and everybody has been all over you know been Everyone has been all up on Marvel's movies for so long that, I don't know, maybe they fear what they don't understand and they don't understand this movie. Yeah, and, and I just, I almost feel like the backlash, the negative critics are almost having a positive effect on the people going into the movie because um, it's 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 almost like backfiring. If, like, if, if I know, you know, I'm not going to say the critics and media have some agenda against, against Batman v Superman, but... If if there if there was intent to put out a negative review and say oh you really shouldn't see this movie, um, it's backfiring because people are going to are going and seeing this movie. Um, yeah. And, and to me, it isn't the negative reviews that I'm listening to. It's people I know that didn't necessarily like Man of Steel or hated Man of Steel that I'm seeing go and see this movie and they're coming out of it completely entertained. And to yeah. me, that says a lot more than somebody who who wrote a review. Who sat down and tried to dissect every little bit bit of this of this movie? Um, yeah, I, I went into this very open minded. Like, I honestly, all I cared about was the portrayal of of Alfred and Batman. And I figured if everything else was garbage, but at least that was good, then I would consider it a success for me personally. But I mean, leaving there, I was blown away with everything. So. I mean, you just need to go see it. Don't don't read anything. Don't spoil anything for yourself. Um, I know one of the biggest concerns that people have had since the very beginning were, um, you know, there there's going to be too many characters. It's going to be too much for us yeah. to handle. I won't say what happens, but I will say that they handle it. They handle it very. Um, I thought it was great because you weren't overwhelmed. It was, you know, they did just the right way to where you you get to see everybody. But at the same time, you're not thinking like, oh, this is they're just kind of throwing them just to throw them in. With the exception of one part, I thought that was a little bit forced, but everything else was, you know, was great. Yeah, I I can see a lot. Of, you know, a lot of people, the main complaint to me seems to be pacing of the movie, you know, because it, a movie can have its highs and lows. But if it constantly does that, I know people get irritated. I think for me, a movie can have flaws in that way. But if it helps elevate the story and it brings it all together, I think that's okay. And I, to me, that's what happens. To me, you know, because there's a lot going on in the first act, and I felt like, you know, you see highs, you see lows, and you see that a lot in the very beginning of the movie. But like I said, 
what helped me was it all wrapped up. It all came around. That first scene in the movie plays so well into how they all come together. And and to me that's what made it all worth it. And so I and that's what made me enjoy the movie and really love it. And and, and so I, I think that Snyder did that on purpose. I think he purposely paced it the way he did to set it up the way it ended in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, you know, and we have to remember to, uh, you know, the producers have already come out and said each movie, each DCEU movie is going to be different in tone. And I think this was a prime example of that because Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, they're, they're, they're dark, they're gritty, but there is a difference in how they're portrayed all, you know, all these stories are being portrayed. And I think that's totally fine. Like I'm excited to see what how they're going to do some, you know, approach the tone in Suicide Squad and then Wonder Woman and then The Flash and then Justice League Part 1 and Aquaman and so on. Um, and, and I think it makes it, I think it makes for a lot of fun storytelling. And with these characters, I think it's going to make it a lot of fun to see how they all come together for Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John, do you want to add anything else before we wrap up this uh, Batman v Superman talk? Um, Just... I mean, do yourself a favor and just see the movie. I mean, that's, I mean, it's hard not to, I mean, I just want to talk about every single thing, but yeah, don't, don't, don't listen to any of the reviews. If they're bad, don't listen to them. Try and stay away from the spoilers. Cause there's quite a few things that you probably don't want ruined for yourself. If you're a big fan. I know. I, I actually, I wanted to, I didn't say this on the Periscope. I wanted to say this, but I'll say this here. And that is, be wary of how you convey a tweet or something on social media because if you're trying to say something without say it, somebody might see it and say, oh, I know what's going to happen because somebody tweeted something and it wasn't a description. It wouldn't say the characters, but the way they said it, I was like, I already know what's going to happen. I like I, And then obviously <laughs> when I saw it in the, happen in the movie, I was like – Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I was, I was, you know, happy that I, I saw it, but at the same time, there was something in the back of my mind that said to me, "Be wary, because this is gonna happen." And, and that's man. exactly, exactly, yeah. That's, that's that's exactly what happened. That sucks, man. Yeah, I was it, able, to, I was able to stay away from everything. It was just like, oh, like I, I'll tell you this offline. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tweet this to you. Uh, I'll, DM, <laughs> I'll DM this to you, John, because I was just like, I, I saw it and I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't seen that. Like, it really was nothing. But if you can really piece it together, you know what they're saying. Yeah. So, oh, so that, so that kind of frustrated me because right after I saw that, it's, it was immediately the first thing in my mind. That's all I could think about going to the movie. And then, like I said, when I saw it happen, I was like, dang it, I wish I didn't <laughs> know that. But. For the most part, I like I said, it wasn't like it wasn't terrible, but you know, um... I've been kind of avoiding spoilers without really avoiding spoilers. I don't know, maybe my maybe it's just who I follow, but um, all my friends are like social media blackout because all you people can't keep your mouths shut, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and every, I, you know, the movie's been out since Wednesday technically, and I think I follow a lot of people who watched it on Wednesday and. Mm. Seems to be fine with me. I didn't watch Star Wars till a week after it came out, and I didn't know about the ending to that, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what you read, Pete, but I'm not gonna look at it either. <laughs> if you're freaking out this much, yeah, but, I yeah. just like I said, I'm gonna tweet it to John. I'll DM it to you, John, <laughs> and because I was just ah, uh, yeah, that just I wanted to get that off my chest. It, it reminded me of the I don't know if you remember this is gonna be kind of silly, but the episode of Friends where Joey and Rachel are reading. Um, I, I think they switch books, and Joey's reading Little Women, and and Rachel's reading The Shining. 
And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, and he says, blah, blah, makes a blah, blah, a blah, blah. It, it just, it reminded me of that scene. And I'm like, that's exactly what happened to me. Um, <laughs> in so many words. But, but yeah, the, the bottom line is this, guys. Don't worry about the negative reviews because all that matters is is your thoughts when you go into the movie. A critic isn't going to sit there and walk you through the movie. You're going to form your own opinion. And that's yeah, the best movies thing. Movies are subjective. I think people forget mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's true. Um, I, I'll just say that, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that the people that didn't like Man of Steel or even hated it – came out of Batman v Superman enjoying it. So I to me I take that to me that's I take that over a critic's review. When I see a friend come out of the movie who liked it who didn't like Matt of Steel. So um Are you talking about Raph? <laughs> no, actually I haven't even I haven't even heard his I was gonna say shout outs to Raph if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> I haven't even heard his what he thought of it yet, but uh but yeah, like I said, you know, just like like me and John have said, just go in and form your own opinion. Go in, keep your open mind keep an open mind um, and just know that we're seeing something that I honestly didn't think we'd ever get to see with oh, Batman and Superman. Um, you know, so yeah, I'll jump off my soapbox now. But, <laughs> but yeah, just wanted to say that. Uh, but any final thoughts, John? Um, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I not without with not without just getting into spoiler I know, territory. I know. I totally want to. But, you know, you guys should just do like a spoiler cast like right after this. You guys are like, I can. <laughs> I can hear you guys foaming at the mouth just wanting to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we totally can, but yeah. But, you know, it, we'll give people some time because it's, it's like it's only been out a day, a couple days. I mean, obviously more than that, but but now the general audience is really getting to see it. So, um, but but I think, you think... – oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry. I, I was just going to ask, uh, do you think it's too soon to do a – to do like a complete breakdown uh, absolutely not i want to listen to that right after i watch the movie <laughs> well that's <laughs> what i was thinking too but like if uh like if i do that like if we do that on our next recording will that be deter people who haven't seen it um no i would if anything i would say you know listen to it after they watch the movie um mm. because if anything this is the kind of movie that people want to talk about afterwards and why not have it like a talking dead style where where everyone you know people are getting together and and, and talking about the different theories because there's so many things to talk about with what happened and who we saw. I mean, obviously everyone already knows that um, Jason Momoa uh, is going to, is Aquaman. okay. When he came out, that was so cool. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty cool because you didn't know how that was going to happen. So, um, but obviously dude, I dude. Okay. I'm most excited about Aquaman. Just stop right there. Like don't even <laughs> talk about it anymore, please. The moment you said Jason Momoa, my ears perked up. I'm like, no, stop. Everyone, stop. Pete, you know do what? the call off. <laughs> it's done here. You know what's crazy? Um, I, I collect the those Funko Pops, and Hot Topic yeah, had, yeah. Released, had released uh, an exclusive of Aquaman, and I didn't understand why he was that color until the movie, and then I was like, oh. Yeah, now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I did man, my... why would you even say that? I'm not. Okay, I need to not look up anything hot topic related now. By the uh, way, I did get my Legion of uh, Collectors box finally from DC. Oh, nice. And, um, did you like it? I did. I got the Batman, um, the armored Batman pop, which is freaking awesome. Um, yeah. And then I got the Dorbs. That's uh, it's 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 uh, superman and aquaman yeah and uh aquaman's the same color as he is in the funko pop 
Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, and Superman's green, right? Yeah, Superman's green. Yeah, he's yeah. The, that's the Walmart exclusive. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's cool. Yeah, it's 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 freaking awesome. Like, I love that box. By the way, if, if you don't have, if you're not signed up, and and you, you ever thought about doing those boxes, DC's done a nice job with Legion of the Collectors, um, with their first box being uh themed with Batman v Superman. So, it's been pretty awesome. But, oh. As you can tell, we are so hyped. Um, I'm seeing this movie the, uh, again the second I, I get a chance. So um, Yeah, I'm going to try and see it tomorrow. Oh, man. If, if I could, I would be seeing it every single day. <laughs> I would be I, I would have bought that $100. Did you hear about that um, ticket? You, you pay $100 and it gives yeah, you unlimited you could, viewings? Yeah. Oh, my God. I wish I had gotten that now um, because I would have definitely put that to good use. Um, but, oh. Yeah, that is that. As much as we can tell you, that's gonna be it because anything else would be spoiling it for you. Like, I really don't even want to get into the to the cameos that you already know about because they are so cool. Um, mm. and and it's everything as far as the setup for JLA. I think it's I think they did a really good job of it. I'm not, I'm just gonna say that out, put that out there right now. I thought I thought it was really really handled uh very well. So, oh man, I could talk about that for I can keep going. <laughs> All right, so that is gonna do it for our show. Um, I think we'll skip classic picks for this week because I'm just like thinking too much about Batman v Superman. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to recommend anything but that right now. Um, but uh, but John, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you at? Uh, well, you can find us pretty much everywhere. Our shows on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, probably Instagram is the best place to hang out with us because that's where I'm most active. Uh, but yeah, you can check out our show. I, uh, we last night, as soon as we left the theater, I posted a spoiler free review also of, you know, just our, our initial thoughts. As soon as we walked out, I also happened to put a review. I reviewed that Legion of collector box too. So if you're thinking about that, you can listen to that and see if it's something you might like, but yeah, check out our show. It's, it's, I think it's pretty fun. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But awesome. yeah, I mean, that's it. Awesome, thanks, John. We gotta <laughs> yeah. get you back on, man. This was a lot of fun having you on here. Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. I, yeah, I can't stop talking about Batman <laughs> versus Superman. <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, Matt, uh, why don't you tell everyone they can find you at? Uh, you can find me um, not looking up anything about Aquaman or hot topic related <laughs> on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram at I'm Salzy. I am S A L Z Y. And uh, you can find me at Pace and Pete, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, you can find us at Cena Nerd on Twitter. Periscope, go check that out. Like I said, you can go check out my quick uh, review that was immediately after. Oh man, I'm burping all of a sudden. Um, I was. Uh, oh, I did. You can find my quick reaction from today's Periscope right after I watched the movie. I mean, it's like right after I watched it, so you get my immediate reactions, and that was a lot of fun. Um, all right. So that is going to do it for our show this week. Um, we will be back next week until then you have a DVR and streaming capabilities. Use them. Um, Facebook and I'll fill in for Sarah and say, you're welcome. (laughs) This has been a production of the GWW radio network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!